Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Greetings, young Padawans and Padawanettes. Happy <gasps> May the 4th be with you today. So it just uh, occurred to me, um, shouldn't we have released this on May the 4th and therefore recorded it? Tomorrow is Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah, we can release it tomorrow as soon as you get it done. Okay. Alright. Sounds good. Today is May the 4th as we're recording this. And what are we doing today, Jacob? What are we doing today? I'm glad you asked. I'm eating golden Oreos. Oh, well, I'll tell them what we're going to do today. Today, we are returning once more to a fanfic we covered last May the 4th called Mandalorian Menace, which, if I'm recalling correctly, was a time travel fanfiction, was it not? Yes. Yes. Oh, God, no, that's right. He goes back to Mos Espa. Oh, no. John, John, John Anthony Mandalorian and Grogu Anthony Mandalorian head back to uh, episode one, Moss Espa, and they uh, get taken in by Shmi Skywalker. Shmi. Every time I hear Shmi, I can only think of the lackey of Captain Hook from Peter Pan. I, I think I of can... um, Jerma. Why? Shmi. 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 Okay. All right. All right, I'll give that one to you. Uh, I guess I guess audience members can just listen to the last episode. They they can just do that. Uh, uh-huh. Who wants to read the author's note? Uh, like like I said, he they showed up. They were confused. Uh, they they're spending the night with the Skywalkers. Uh huh. He's getting that shmi shmussy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like like shmi shmim pussy, bro. I couldn't figure the it out. Shmussy. All right, who wants to read the author's note? I can read the author's note. You guys, uh, we need to have a um an intervention. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. We have a fanfic links channel in fan and uh-huh. HQ. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing posted in it? I don't remember. Something that we didn't read. And what was the thing that we last posted before that? Well, about a month ago, but we don't really, we didn't really read a whole lot of fanfics the last month. We haven't really read a whole lot of fanfics in the last I I, last I posted the link to the fanfic in the chat, which we all should have the window open. So Yes, and you should go ahead and look at that, Jacob. Since you were I sassy about that last time. I am going to catch your crops on fire so you cannot okay. survive the winter. Well, what about my peanuts? Are you going to make them turn sour, too? They already are. I got bad news, buddy. <laughs> We can't make jokes about Jimmy Carter anymore. Because <laughs> he's, he's like at the end of his life in hospice. He's going to fucking die. Yeah. I'm honestly amazed that he hasn't died yet. Usually when you go into hospice, you're like, you are not long for this world. So the I mean, he's a former president. They have pentillions of dollars being pumped into him at once. 
Probably. All the children's adrenochromes keeping him alive or whatever. Well, anyways. Are we ready? Yes. Then let's get it underway. I just wanted to say that I am blown away by the support I received in my first chapter. Seriously, y'all are awesome and amazing. Thank you all so much. I can't even express how grateful and happy I am to see so many people reading. Less, much less enjoying this fic. Smiley face. To guest, I've never read Legends, but I'll certainly take this idea into serious consideration when I do. I agree that it'd be really cool to see a Jason time travel to the Phantom Menace. To spider is that, is that how they spell Jason in, in Legends? Yes. Yes, who named him? Who named him? I don't know who his creator was. So. Whoever created Jason Solo and named him that should die, and I'm not kidding. It I might mean, have been Timothy Zahn, because I think Leia is pregnant in the Thrawn trilogy. She is pregnant in the Thrawn trilogy. This is true. Let's see. I remember, I remember that because the race she is hiding Timothy with. Zahn. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was born in the last command novel. The third Th- Thrawn book. Sorry if that's a spoiler for anybody. Oh, just wait. They just Damn. just they just wait until they figure out what happens to Jason later. Um hmm. to Spider Man. Well, if I they listen to our um hit series Chain of Memories. Um, we've spoiled it before on that. I'm pretty sure. This oh yeah, is, this is true. We've spoiled a lot of things to change the memories. Uh, Anyways, basically, she just says, "I hope you won't be disappointed." To Spider Fan, uh, P.S. There is Mando Ah in here. I put all the translations at the end. Let me know if I missed anything. Amina Gila. Oh boy, oh boy. All right. Shmi leaves the main room. Oh no! First, first, what's the chapter? Chapter two: Questions and Answers. Ooh. Shmi leaves um, the main room. Yeah. Hold on. We, uh-huh. need, a, mm-hmm. we, need, we need rolls. I think uh, Matt should be Anakin Skywalker. Uh, that sounds like a bad idea because he's gonna talk a lot, and I don't sound like a child. Oh, uh, you can make it work. I, yeah, that 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 makes it better. Uh, I'll be Shmi. Yeah. Uh, and Jacob Anthony Mandalorian. J- Jacob Anthony Greg Chudley Anthony Mandalorian. <laughs> Okay. All right. Shmi leaves the main room, going to the small kitchen area, and Anakin comes over, eyes darting between Din and Grogu. Din might be used to talking and dealing with the kid, but this child is an unknown. He he wonders if you ought to say something. To ask who in their right mind would want a child to race for them, unless he's seriously misunderstanding something, but doesn't really want to overstep any boundaries. Have you ever seen a pod race? Anakin wants to know. A couple times. Din replies without elaborating. He's never been interested in or had time for things like that. Not when he had to work full time as a bounty hunter to get credits for his covert. Whatever money he didn't need for himself, he kept for them. This is the way. I can make pods. The child reveals, glancing towards where his mother is as if he doesn't want her to hear him talking about it. Din just scoffs. That's impossible. It takes too much experience, and you're too young. I have no I can't. My daughter. 
he isn't lying. He's telling the truth, and that in and of itself sets off alarm bells. Why do you raise pods? Din thinks he has a right to be suspicious and very wary, but the boy just shrugged. Why don't make me do it to win money for him? I've never actually won before, but I haven't been killed either. Who's Watto? Should he know that name? There are thousands of people in Moss Espa, and it's not as if Din knows them all. He only knows a few, actually, and it's hard to say if this Watto will still be here in a few decades. Anakin makes a face, suddenly looking very unhappy and seeming far older than he really is. How old is this kid anyway? Seven? Eight? He's small and skinny, and... A sudden suspicion popped into Din's head, but he says nothing, waiting for Anakin's response. Your, Jake Fack. Jake Fack. Jake Fack. Jake Fack. Um, did you know that uh, George Lucas really wanted what's his name? What's oh, fuck? What's his name? The actor that plays uh, um, fuck. What's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh um, my god! He wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to be Anakin Skywalker as his first choice, and that's how why old was Leonardo DiCaprio at the time? Also, quite um, quite young, I would imagine, right? N- no, he was an adult. But he was, like, early 20s. But that's why oh. the kid from episode one looks like that. Interesting. he looks like he could be a young, like, child version of Leonardo DiCaprio. They, they have, like, the same sh- head shape. That's kind of fucked up. Now, so, oh. But then... I, uh, I was confused. Epi- that, so you mean Leonardo DiCaprio playing teenager adult, and then adult Anakin Adult Skywalker. Anakin in episode two and three. I understand <clears throat> that makes they cast the kid sense. in episode one based on yes. them wanting Leo to yes. do it, they but then episode one bombed, and then he was like, "I don't want to be in that movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, he's a junk dealer here in Mos Espa. Anakin answers. Din narrows his eyes. That wasn't really an answer. Are you a slave? He asks quietly. He's seen slaves, tried to help them if he could, especially if they were children, for such is the Mandalorian way. He even brought a few children, former slaves, to the culvert to be adopted and raised by other Mandalorians. He could have, of course, adopted them himself, but he'd never wanted to. His line of work is always risky, and it's easier if he didn't have someone relying on him so much. Grogu is different. He'd always been different. But presently, Anakin tensed instantly coiling up like a spring. I'm a person, he insists hotly. That would be a yes then to Din, and he feels his heart clench with sympathy. Would it matter if he killed Watto for endangering a child? Would it matter if he freed Shmi and Anakin? He's on his own now, and he already has Grogu to take care of, but he doesn't want to leave this bright young child to such a fate. If he frees them, he'll be duty-bound to care for them until they can care for themselves, or if they... While Anakin mainly chose to join his Mandalorian clan. He wishes he could talk to Grogu about this. She would be able to help. Go, go around about this, not Grogu. Go around about this. She would be able to help him. She would give him the answers that he seeks. I know. Din answers quietly. <clears throat> he, he isn't really qualified for this. His life was so much easier when he only had to focus on his jobs and providing money to his covert. They took care of everything else. He helped with the foundlings when he had the time, but he never had to care for one the way he now did to Grogu. None of them were his foundling, and despite the difficulties, 
Din would never dream of giving up the boy for anything. And it helps he doesn't need to worry about keeping a low profile. If this is really the past, if Jabba is really alive again, then this must be before the Empire too. And he won't need to worry about being hunted down, about Grogu being taken from him for reasons he doesn't even understand. He is a Mandalorian. He can more than hold his own against many, if not most people, and the majority won't mess with him. His Beskargam lends a certain intimidation factor to his appearance, and his vast array of weaponry even more so. Grogu, of course, forever attuned to Din's feelings, turns his head to look at him, babbling nonsensically. I'm okay, kid. Din assures him, but he doesn't think Grogu believes it. In one quick jump, the kid is flying across the room and into Din's arms, snuggling close to him with more incoherent sounds. Din holds Grogu close to him, stroking his head lightly and feeling affection swell up within him. He loves the way that his kid always tries to make him feel better, if he's conflicted or upset, even if he feels a little guilty that Grogu is trying to help him. It's supposed to work the other way around. Wow! How can he do that? Anakin inquires curiously. Din stills, heart rate spiking for a moment. He knows logically that he doesn't need to worry. He's been afraid for so long. Before he sent Grogu to be with the Jetai. Jeti? Jeti? I think it's Jetai. Jetai. Break the pie. I've always read it as Jetai. Okay. Sent Grogu to be with the Jetai anyways. Of someone realizing about Grogu's abilities and trying to take him that it's instinctual at this point for Din. He forces himself to relax a moment later. Anakin isn't being malicious. He isn't trying to hurt them. He is a simply curious child. He has abilities. Din admits cautiously. He's still not accustomed to the way that the kid openly uses his Jedi magic yet. Or the fact that its usage no longer instantly puts him to sleep. Anakin's exuberance seems to have returned in full now, and he's looking at Grogu curiously once more. Can he talk? No, not yet. His species ages slowly. Slowly? What do you mean? He's 50 from what I heard. 50? He looks like a baby! Din finds himself smiling under his helmet now. He is a baby. Grogu looks up at him with a pout. Toddler, then. He amends, absently stroking a finger over one of the kid's ears. How did you find him? Anakin wants to... I, I hope you know I'm doing as many awful voices for Anakin as I can. That's okay. Okay. This child is, apparently, very full of questions, and very talkative if he has a willing audience, or if he feels safe. Isn't, Din isn't sure if he should be touched by that or not, but he finds that he's warming up to the child quite quickly. He kept his distance on Sorgon, knowing that he would have to leave eventually. Besides. The people there didn't really understand him. They were polite and kind and generous, but they were, well, they were farmers. They were simple people. Anakin is different somehow, and Din knows that he'll eventually leave him and Tatooine behind. But he doesn't know why he's indulging the boy so much. He never has acted or felt this way in the past, and not with anyone else. Yeah, I tracked him. He was a mission. Din explains. Unsure of how else to word it. But Anakin sobered at his use of words. But you kept him? I, yes, I wouldn't let the, I wouldn't let anyone hurt him. He's only a child. This is the way. 
he adds somberly. Grogu coos at the words, staring up at him with adoring eyes. He definitely understood that, or at least the underlying meaning. Grogika. He prompts, adoring the way the kid instantly perks up when he uses his name, or his new nickname, that is. He points at the shiny metal ball, which is still lying on the floor, abandoned when Grogu used the Jedi magic to jump into Din's arms. The kid reaches out a hand, and a look of concentration goes over his face. A mere moment later, the ball flies straight into his hand. He coos, holding it out to Din. He chuckles quietly before patting Grogu on the head. Alright, I'll keep it safe for you. He tucks it away, glancing back at Anakin, to find the child staring at them both with surprise and awe. I thought only Jedi could move stuff like that. He was trained by a Jedi for a short time, but he wanted to stay with me. Din decides that, well, it's best for him to not explain their past, or how they came to be here. He doesn't know a lot about this time-traveling business, though it seems like something completely unheard of. If no one hears about them, it will keep them, Grogu, that is, much safer. I had a dream. I became a Jedi, Anakin tells him almost wistfully. I came back to free all the slaves. Grogu whines quietly, and Din glances down at him. He's looking at Anakin, so Din gets the feeling that whatever it is has to do with the child. We'll talk about it later, he murmurs to his kid, before turning his attention to Anakin again. He knows that Anakin's dream never came about. When he was on Tatooine, even during the Empire, slavery was as rampant as ever. That's part of the reason why he tried to avoid the planet in general. Do you want to be a Jedi? Yeah, I want to help people. Din looks at the sheer determination on this boy's face, and for a moment, he sees the face of the Jedi who took Grogu to train him, and he feels frozen. Luke Skywalker, he's the one who 40 years from now was willing to teach Grogu, who did teach him. Is it a coincidence that Din is now meeting a child who bears the same last name, who has a startling resemblance to the Jedi Din had met? Skywalker isn't an uncommon name, not in the Outer Rim, but still... What are the chances? He gives Grogu a suspicious look, wondering even more how much of this was orchestrated by the little womp rat. They need to have that talk still. Later. Preferably when they're alone and assured of their privacy. You don't have to be Jedi to help people. He points out, somewhat amused at the hero worship this child has for them. Din personally hardly even knew about the Jedi, much less believed them to be real when he was a child. He heard legends of heroes who could do the impossible. But he hadn't really ever believed them. He believed them even less when as the Mandalorians who rescued him from the CIS battle droids. For a long time in Mandalorian history, Jedi have been no more than a race of enemy sorcerers. Whatever admiration he held for them disappeared when he became a foundling, when his training in the way began. By the time he swore the creed, whatever thoughts he may have once had about the Jedi were gone. The only thing that mattered to him, the only thing that still matters, is being Mandoeb. And, of course, protecting Grogu. He'll do anything for his Adik. Has done anything, even broken the creed. Anakin's quiet for a moment, considering. But Jedi are strong, he maintains adamantly. No one can kill a Jedi. Grogu whimpers softly, and Din instinctively pulls him closer, cradling him in one arm and letting the kid grab one of his fingers in his tiny hand. 
Din knows, or suspects, at least, that Grogu is remembering things from his past. That's not true. For Mandalorians, Jedi have historically been enemies when we know how to kill them. We have killed them. Anakin gives him a wide-eyed look of shock. You've killed Jedi? Not me. Din clarifies, shaking his head. He doesn't add that he never knew the Jedi were real until he met the kid, until the kid saved his life from the Mudhorn. Feels like a lifetime ago. I've heard stories, though. The boy seems to be in a bit of a shock at the revelation that Jedi aren't indestructible heroes, and Din almost pities him. He can no longer remember what it meant to be that young and innocent. Oh, he knows that Anakin has likely suffered untold things in his young life, things that no child ever should, but somehow he has retained his innocence through it all. I still want to be a Jedi, Anakin decides after a moment. They're good. Grogu babbles something that Din thinks is a protest at that, looking adorably grumpy as he waves his free hand, pointedly punctuating whatever it is that he's saying, and he's kind of pointing at all of them, and this time Din has no idea what he means. Hold on. Uh, what is it, Arika? The kid stops talking, realizing that Din doesn't understand him, before slowly pointing at Anakin, and then slapping his hand on the chest plate of Din's Beskar gun. It's a new gesture, not one that Din has seen before, but a suspicion worms its way into his mind when he thinks back on what they've been discussing. Grogu, he says to get the kid's full attention. You want me to what? Take Anakin to the Jedi? He supposes he could but there's a chance that they could try to take Grogu from him, and Din doesn't want to risk it. Anakin brightens instantly, seeming elated, but Grogu shakes his head adamantly. He chatters something else which Din doesn't understand, as usual, before pointing at Din's right shoulder with a delighted look. Din follows his gaze, trying to understand, and his eyes fall on the Mudhorn signet, a symbol of their elite. No, no, surely the kid can't possibly mean that, I need to have a talk with my foundling. Din decides, not taking his eyes off Grogu. I'll be back shortly. Then, he stands, exiting from the home and moving to the side where he'll be partially obscured from prying eyes. This talk of theirs is long overdue, and Din would really, really like to understand what's going on in his kid's head. If Grogu is getting notions about Din adopting Anakin or something like that, well, he needs to know and sort it out right now. Anakin watches Mando leave with Grogu before wandering into the kitchen area. He already knows that Mom probably overheard much of their conversation, and he imagines she has something to say to him about it. On his part, Anakin doesn't really know what to make of the duo. They're very different, but not in a bad way. At first, Anakin was admittedly wary of the Mandalorian, because he looked like a mercenary or some other type of gangster. He can be deadly and dangerous, but he has a child child that he very obviously cares for. He definitely thinks of Grogu as his own. Grogu is of a species Anakin has neither seen nor heard of, and he's quite curious. He wants to know more, but he doesn't think that Mando knows much more than he does. Why is Grogu not with the Jedi anymore? Rather, why did he not want to stay with them? Why wouldn't anyone want to be a Jedi? The Jedi are brave, and they help people. Mom is always telling Anakin that the biggest problem in the galaxy is that people don't help each other. The Jedi try, at least, and that's why Anakin wants to be a part of them. He wants nothing more than to be free, to be away from this planet, and if Mando is willing to help, Anakin certainly won't object. But why does Grogu not want Mando to take Anakin to be with the Jedi? Does he even understand what's going on? Mando certainly seems to think so, and Anakin kind of likes how he interacts with the baby. It's 
is the way he always thought a father would be with his son. And Anakin wants that. He hates that he'll never get to know his father. He has one, okay? Of course he does. He knows what it means to not have a father, like Mom always says. Fathers are supposed to protect and love their children, and Anakin wishes that he could have that, even though it's probably just another pointless dream, like becoming a Jedi. Shashmi. Mizashmi. He is a good man. Yes. He is a good man. Mom tells him quietly, pausing, cutting the vegetables in front of her to look at him. She looks sad, almost. And Anakin wonders if she's thinking about the same thing that he is. He cares about his child. I know, Anakin agrees, scuffing his foot on the floor. Do you think he could help us? It's pointless to think about, but he can't help it. His most cherished dream is to one day escape from this dust bowl and get out into the galaxy. He'll jump at any chance he can in the hopes that his dreams will be fulfilled. But his mother just sighs, reaching out for a moment to lay a hand on his shoulder. He doesn't even have enough credits to help himself. It's not a yes, but it's not a no either. In this moment, Anakin suddenly finds himself wondering if his mother hopes for freedom as much as he does. She has accepted her place as, as a slave, unlike him. Anakin isn't content with staying here. He wants more, and he'll do anything to escape. That's why he's been illegally helping out the freedom fighters when he can. An old friend of his, who's probably already dead by now, introduced him to underground movement of people who are doing what they can to help the enslaved. Anakin believes in their cause, but he also knows that he's just too young to do anything. And he's just not skilled enough either. On that note, maybe if he tells Mando about it? The thing is, he doesn't know if the men will even care. Sure, he's being remarkably tolerant of Anakin's many questions, but that means nothing. He might only care about himself, and Grogu, obviously, and not really be bothered by what happens to Anakin or his mother. The mere thought makes him feel upset, so he tries to dismiss it out of hand. He doesn't want to think that way. He doesn't want to think that Mando might actually dismiss them without care as to their fate. He's a good person. And he's a warrior. Surely, he at least do something. But Anakin realizes that would be selfish. Helping slaves could easily mean putting his own child in danger, and any feelings of resentment fade. Anakin would never want to ask someone to put their own child in danger for him or for anyone else. He's just not worth it. Here we go. That, that was, was good. Uh, that was quite good. I like that quite a bit, honestly. It's no. just good. <laughs> now, normally, I would say we should read another chapter, but mm-hmm. I think we should talk about just Star Wars in general for a bit. Oh, what a topic Star Wars is what nowadays. Um, uh, but you know, it would be a really good play thing to put right here, Sergio. <gasps> and break. And. Ad break. <laughs> Welcome back from the ad break, and now we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars in general. What a fucking topic Star Wars is nowadays in the pop culture medium, eh, boys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Jedi Survivor just came out. I've been playing it, and it's a lot of fun. How's the story? I heard, I heard it has no, a it's pretty good. PC port. So so here's the thing about the PC port because it just it just got it just got a patch um recently 
it is very playable. Um, it, it, at least at least on my rig and the settings I I found, I get a consistent sixty FPS through most of the game. The the parts that I have problems with is any like any super open sections of the open world have a lot of stutter but like once you get into like a side area or like you're on like the main quest then it like fixes itself out and i'm usually not in these open worlds for very like because it's just like traveling so it's just like it doesn't really bother me and honestly if if i wanted to do this like if i capped the fps at like 40 or 30 they wouldn't be an issue not saying that it's fine that it's like that but the game is more than playable and it hasn't like hindered my enjoyment like whatsoever i think the game technical issues aside is a nine out of ten it's a massive improvement over fallen order and the story is very good despite it being written by the guy who wrote borderlands 3 the I fact that the guy who... my brother and uh i might game share it like play it through his account because like mm-hmm. I, I i fucking I, I don't know if I've gone on record on the podcast, but I did not enjoy Jedi Fallen Order. I thought it was bad. Um, I thought it wasn't fun. But Jedi mm-hmm. Survivor looks interesting. Uh, one, I don't know how I feel about this, but one thing, one change from the original to this new one is there's less. Uh, there there's less of a focus on like. The, the game is very lenient with like your like your dodges um and like your sidesteps because in the original like for the like the lightsaber fights like you had to be like on top of it like like not accidentally rolling away and making sure to sidestep so you could keep on the enemy because the guard meter would refill a lot the game the second game is very generous um with uh like the guard meter like you could probably like like leave an enemy be for like a, 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 a decent amount without it like regenerating back um it's a lot more uh what do you call it uh lenient in that and it's all it's it's a bit easier um they i i, I guess like it's it's less soulsy i i guess they kind of like not saying like those elements are there but it's definitely like they've made know, it more, more accessible more easy yeah i'd say it's more accessible um they also fixed the, the issue with was I was gonna say Jedi Fallen Order is soulsy, but not in like the fun way. In the like yeah, annoying they... combat way. Yeah, I because like 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 an issue that I I found a lot in like fall, Fallen Order is like um like spawning like getting my ass beat to objective and then I'm like oh fuck I gotta go back and I gotta you know get my stims back and respawn all the enemies. That's not really an issue in uh, um, Jedi Survivor. I n- I never feel like when I hit that r- like that like like rest button that like respawns the enemies to get my stuff because usually if I'm doing that I've already like left the area or I'm in a new part of the area where I'm like all right I don't have to like go back like backtrack and have to fight those guys again. Would you consider it more Breath of the Wildy? I guess um, there's a lot more like. Like, cause like rather than like five, cause like rather than like giving you like five or six planets to go to this game really like focuses on like a few planets that are just like really big with a lot of different like areas uh, to go in it. Um, Oliver, what are you doing? Cut that out, young man. 
I'm listening. Don't say things are like Breath of the Wild. Kieran will come and kill you. <laughs> Kieran is bald, so his opinion on things is as useful to me as the I fucking uh, AVGNs or what's his yeah, name? Yeah, cl- 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 climbing is the a lot better. Like Cal doesn't like. Like like when like when you wall run, he doesn't just like like gravity doesn't just rip him off of the wall. You have a like like you don't immediately start falling. Um, which which is a lot nicer. Uh, he's got a grappling hook now, as all modern uh, video game protagonists have. And the good. combat good. animations in this game are so fucking good. Like we're talking about like Assassin's Creed level like takedowns. Um, dismemberment, right? There is dismemberment. My favorite one is where Ka- with the is with the double bladed lightsabers, where Cal chops the arms off of the enemy and then throws both of them into the the stormtrooper. Nice. That's fucked up. Like he, he <laughs> like 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 uh, our friend Kaylee once said that the the story the story of Star Wars is about being a virgin beta cuck and turning into a Chad. Well, this is the game where Cal becomes a Chad. I like that you can choose his haircut and stuff, so you can give him a fucking, like, trucker mustache and a mullet. And you fucking, the cow stands for Caleb. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, episode 9 slug guy is in it. It's not the same character, but it's the same... Ra- oh, it's a it's a gay slug. He's got, like, a... It's, it's, True, it's there's a, a side quest or something where he, where he flirts with men. Yeah, he yeah he's like a crotchety old slug, and he's got like a crotchety old boyfriend. And like, there's a echo you find where they like, like the slug drags the guy out here and is like, "Listen, we've been fucking bickering at each other for twenty years now, and I gotta tell you, I love you. This is a date." And he's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, "There's also there's also a frog man as voiced by Invader Zim." Richard yeah. Cooper. Oh my god, that's amazing. I've got to play it now. I have to play it just for him. Does it touch? Uh, Okay, Sergio, I need your your, um, biased Star Wars opinion. Does it reach the heights of The Force Unleashed? Um... I definitely think it does. The combat in that game is so good. Like, like, they, they actually, like... Like, do- like double-bladed lightsaber is pr- honestly my favorite stance in the game because, like, they made it, like, good and actually allowed you to, like, do stuff for it. Good, because I hated the double-bladed lightsaber in fucking Jedi Fallen Order. It was so uh, stiff uh, and awkward. Especially because, like, I think this is an exploit with the game's hitboxes, but because the, you know, you, you, the double-bladed has such, like, a, a bigger hitbox, it shreds uh bounty hunters and monsters with like larger hitboxes to begin with you just start flying all over the place with the double bladed lightsaber and their health just melts and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. also fun fact about that game it takes place the same year that kenobi takes place in neat it does there's 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 absolutely no connection whatsoever but it does take place the same if you think about it could you just imagine for a second Darth Vader holding a press conference on the fucking like home planet of the Inqui- of all the Inquisitors and just being like, guys, we've had a really bad year. <laughs> We're gonna need to do some recruiting. The the Fortress Inquisitorius needs better security. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it pretty? I had a nickel every time a Jedi snuck in there. I'd have two nickels. Does Kenobi take place after Rebels or before Rebels? before 
When does Rebels take place? Rebels starts a couple years before Episode Four. I was asked because Carlos was asking me how close Rebels was to Jedi Survivor, um, which I, I didn't I know. Jedi Survivor was like nine, nine BBY or something, right? Nine BBY, yeah. Star Wars Rebels is five BBY to zero BBY. Mm. Man, the Inquisitors fucking suck, don't they? I mean, how many Inquisitors do they lose in that ten-year period? They they do. Um, ca- canonically, they are they are basically all wiped out by the time Episode Four starts. If we had a canonical Star Killer um, uh, Inquisitor, this would be very different. Is all I'm saying. Maybe, but I I th- I think the most important thing that Jedi Survivor does um, for me is that uh, it actually. Br- connects the high republic to the modern era which uh-huh. looking back on it is something i wish they did with like the old republic like what i mean by that is like there's never like a star wars book or like a game where like obi-wan and like luke like anna can go to a planet and they're like oh these are like old mandalorian war bunkers or like 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 there's there's never like any tangible link like them finding like like ancient Jedi temples and like ruins and stuff like that while in like uh, Jedi isn't Survivor. There like a, isn't there like a ten thousand year gap between those or something though? Uh there is a there's a f- there's a four thousand year gap, but like we we like we have things here that are like like the pyramids, like like those were built in two thousand BC. It's the same like. That's fair, but the pyramids are also giant monoliths. Like they're not just yeah, like, but. They, that, but like I mean like like architecture and like th- like mo- like like mo- like 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 any like like any like sort of like 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 link because like like without that link the the old republic stuff just kind of like feels like it took place in like another universe like well, I mean it does I mean now it does but I mean like when it was still canon and there was still <laughs> books being written there wasn't like I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but like, like in Jedi Survivor, because obviously the High Republic plays a lot into its plot. But there are like ruins that you can find. Like, like people came to like the planet Kobo to like research stuff about the Old Republic, and there are these chambers that you can go into, um, mm-hmm. as well as actually um, like seeing echoes and stuff like that. Um, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil the first three hours of the game, but. You've got those High Republics st- st- stuff in there, and it's pretty it's pretty cool to actually have that like show up like in a, like a mainline Star Wars game, and then also Jack's in addition you have uh, of hmm? the High Republic, so I'm sure he's gonna love that. My brother, he's a huge High Republic fan. Oh yeah, and there's also uh, I I hope there's some Old Republic style lightsabers you can get. Um, because uh, the lightsaber customization in that game is so much better than Fallen Order. But the two mm. things that I is want orange, is the actual... Is orange a paid DLC still? No, it's in the game. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, you get you get all of the lightsaber colors at the beginning of the game to start. Um, you can actually customize both halves of the double-bladed lightsaber. It no longer, like, copies it. You can have two... Uh, oh, really? You can... Yeah, yeah. So you can customize the, the like like the the first part of the lightsaber and the second part of the lightsaber. Um, 
which obviously once he pulls them together, you have the two like unique like lightsabers and then he puts them together. And then for the cross guard, you get like an extra pommel um, that goes into this like where the end blade on the double bladed would be. And you even get to customize the the cross guard itself. That's also something you can customize on the lightsaber. But what 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 I what I would want from like Jedi Jedi three is like an RGB color slider to choose my lightsaber color, as well as being able to like have like a green and blue double bladed that turns into a separate green and blue lightsaber or something like that. Yeah. That sounds cool. So what would you what what do you what let's ask this. I was gonna ask what would you want from Jedi three? But I'll I'll expand it out. What do you want to see as the next big Star Wars game? Pitch um, like your dream Star Wars. You can't say Kotor remake because yeah, that's no, already I, a thing that's going to come out. But it, probably not because it's been like indefinitely delayed or whatever. Yeah, I I I definitely because because uh, Jedi Survivor is giving me big like it, it's bringing me back to those days when I was playing Knights of the Old Republic. You know, single player Star Wars game, venturing through the galaxy, fighting bad guys. Um, you know, I, I, I love the, the they, they found a way to include the battle droids so you can fight. It almost reminds me of playing Battlefront 2 and doing like the, you know, fighting the different factions against each other because you, you can fight battle droids in this oh. game. You can fight stormtroopers. Um, I, I think I think I think what I want most is because obviously this game scratches like the third person action game like type itch. I want another RPG. Um like a like an old republic kind of RPG that takes place in the old republic and is a remake of Kotor. Well, it, it doesn't have to be an old republic an old republic remake, but I would like some sort of Star Wars like role playing game. How about a um, post original trilogy RPG, just open world full? I, I don't think we. Wait, post original trilogy. I was gonna say I don't think we need that, but then I remember that Jedi Fallen Order is post prequel trilogy. Yes, post original trilogy RPG. Something maybe closer to Jedi Academy. I don't want them to do that because it's going to tie into Mandalorian if they do that, and I'm that's enough. I'm good. I, th- I, I think I would like I would like something set more on the like the core worlds, like some sort of like, um, like 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 in the big cities and stuff like that. Something's like going on like. Um, uh, cause like the, 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 the star Wars media we have now is relying a lot on like the outer rim and these like abandoned planets. But I would like to see like a game that takes place on Coruscant, like 1313, um, you know, maybe something with like political intrigue with maybe something with like mega corporations and big businesses. Like I liked an Andor. Like a they, cyberpunk uh, game, but star Wars. Yeah, because like like in Andor, they they introduced the concept that there are like these mega corporations that like control like 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 there are company worlds that basically like monitor the the worlds for the empire just as long as like they pay the taxes and stuff like that. They let the corporations just like run them. Um, mm-hmm. So seeing something like that in a Star Wars game would be cool. Imagine Maybe also Cyberpunk a shooter. Twenty seventy seven, but on Coruscant. Maybe 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 it's a first person uh like shooter RPG. Um like Cyberpunk had a good... 2077 but on Coruscant. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what I'm what what I'm thinking. 
All right, Matt, what about you? What would you like to see out of Star Wars? <laughs> well, I already suggested an RPG kind of thing for that. Uh, you know what? I want to see a Star Wars... I was gonna I was gonna make a joke and say visual novel, but you know what? What if they made something more in the vein of Detroit Become Human? They are doing seri- that. They are doing, they are that. doing that already. The okay. People who made Detroit Become Human are doing that allegedly. Oh no! Oh no! But David yeah, Cage the- is kind of like controversial right now, so who knows? Yeah, Qu- Quantic is Dream it- announced that they were doing a High Republic game, but it got like majorly delayed like i think i remember an article saying like it's not coming out to like 2027 or something like that what the fuck (laughs) well once again keep in mind that according to the devs of jedi survivor the average development time of video game is for the modern console generation is six years so the game was probably like a year into development when it got announced okay derailing the conversation slightly why does it take six fucking years to make games nowadays i think that's a uh, sign of development open, bloat uh video game bloat the, the games open world games have to look really good yeah um just blow yeah so bloat, uh, bloat, bloat. on the on the quantic dream theme uh according to the wikipedia page according to the reports of some insiders the game is expected to release in 2027 at the earliest industry analysts attributed the long development timeline to an inability to attract staff because the studio's poor reputation as a player's a place of work Thank you, David Cage. Very cool. Now, correct what? me if I'm wrong. Was David Cage behind Fahrenheit 451? That game? Yes. I don't think so. Was he? Oh, like, Fahrenheit God. 451 is a book. But no, no the game is a game. Fahrenheit also Indigo game, Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy. That's what it was. I, I, was I always like, confused the, the two. What do you mean? I was always <laughs> Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy is what I'm thinking of. Is that yeah, was a David uh, Cage game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay. I. <laughs> I mean, that game. Why do you like that game? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking insane video game. Is why I pointed out. Um, have you guys seen a playthrough of it? I yeah. I own it, but I I don't really know anything about it. I I was there's at one point a Quantic a point, Dream fan. There's it. a point about two thirds of the way through the game where I can't say that they jumped the shark because jumping the shark implies that they did something humanly reasonable to jump over a shark, humanly conceivable. They like jumped over the Antares star. And then came back down and then expected you to still have your stakes like in place. The fucking game goes off the goddamn rails at a certain point. Um it just goes ham. But that's why I always I, I'm always tickled pink by Detroit Become Human and, and games like that. Cause if, if it's got David Cage involved, I know where he's come from. But I, I mean, to be fair, fucking Heavy Rain is also an insane person's video game. Are you are you trying to disagree with me? Are you trying to? No, agree I mean with I'm you? agreeing with you. I'm saying it's like Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy is insane, but Heavy Rain, like anything he's made, is fucking insane. Beyond I know, the soul. I know. That's why I find it really funny to think of him making a fucking Star Wars thing because he Remember basically when Beyond Two Souls came <laughs> out and they had to change the design of Ellie in The Last of Us because Ellie looked too much like uh, Elliot Page. <laughs> 
Do we remember that when they when I, they released the PS4 version of The Last of Us and Ellie looked different because the the, 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 the page allegations? I didn't even realize <laughs> they changed her up that much. It was um, awkward because they came out at like the same time. <laughs> People were like, they look kind of similar. And then Elliot Page was like, yeah, why does this character look like me? And then Naughty Dog was like, oh, we're changing it. <laughs> Don't worry, we're changing it. Anyways, Matthew. Other than a uh, game that's already allegedly coming out in a decade plus. Why not a Star Wars 4X game where you can control the first Empire at War 2, baby. Empire at War 2. Something like Civ or Stellaris. Something, something sort of like a mixture between those two. Sure. Something that I've discussed with the boys in the car on the way to last Colossal Con, I think. Throwback. Gum, see it as Colossal Con in a month. Mm-hmm. Total War Star Wars. Hmm. I... Not sure what you mean by that. Like, a crossover between the two franchises? You know, Total War Warhammer. Imagine oh my god! That, oh my god! Star when you Wars. said Total War, I thought only Total War Warhammer. So I, I was just thinking Warhammer and Star Wars because we've also talked. No, I mean the franchise that. Total War. You mean the Total War franchise? I, I understand. A historical, f- historical. I know. I, know. Game I just associate franchise. Total War with Warhammer so much. It. It doesn't. You it doesn't would piss off matter. Alex if you said that because he loves Three Kingdoms, but he just loves. I know he that loves Three Kingdoms, but I've only ever played Warhammer Two and Warhammer Three for the Total War games. But anyways, yeah. uh, Total War Star Wars would be fucking insane. But I don't don't know how you would keep it lore friendly with the amount of ballistic projectiles. All Who gives a fuck time. if it's lore friendly? Just I mean, much Total, War, Total War Warhammer. I'm not sure melee friendly. would work great in Total War. I'm not sure that level of range would work with Total War. I mean, War, Star, War has, Star Wars has melee weapons. You got stun batons. You got the, 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 ele- the electric. You know, but think of like, but besides Jedi and stuff like that, think of like any major like battle in Star Wars, and it's pretty much just dudes shooting at each other, which is not a bad thing. That's cool. It's just I don't think the Total War engine is as interesting with a bunch okay. of ranged combat. I've thought about this many times because I'm okay. a Warhammer 40,000 fan and I want Total War 40k. Okay. Instead of it, melee combat being literally sword and board like combat, have the animations of melee combat be them using like short-ranged blasters or like shotgun blasters. Like like have that be the animation but still melee combat. Like they're still in melee combat quote-unquote but it's just with like different animations mm, and then maybe, have there be but... actual like ranged weapons like actual sniper blasters and stuff maybe but then you'd have to set up like you'd like even with short-range blasters i mean i would think i mean it would make more sense if they were hiding behind cover rather than just like getting within 30 feet of each other and starting to shoot i mean if you can see each other over an open battlefield I mean, I'm I'm used to, like like you know playing Knights of the Old Republic. You're just kind of yeah. used to somebody whipping out a vibro sword and fight. Like I I guess it's been my disbelief that like 
you got stormtroopers fighting each other with vibro weapons and like electro staffs. Like for for the purpose of like the game and having fun, like I think it's fine. The Total War is supposed to be a great representation of how those battles would quote unquote really go. That's I mean, I'm sure true. they could find a way to make it work. Dragons in an army. Yeah, but the dragons can get shot up, but they'll still the dragons can get shot up and they'll take a lot of damage, but they can also still breathe fire and tear swaths out of your army i just can't i just don't think it captures the essence of star wars doing it that way you know it would just feel like a star wars reskin of another total war game if you if they did it with melee combat yeah but that's what people said about total war warhammer and it's the most successful game in the franchise so when did they say that about total war warhammer there's so when much it, melee combat in that franchise seven years ago but there's so much melee combat, especially when, when, when in fantasy. When Warhammer got announced, it was like super controversial because people were like, "This is going to ruin the franchise because there's going to be like magic and flying weapons and stuff. That's never going to work in 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 the Total War games." And then it, you know, it did really well. So I think like when people say like, "I don't think it'll work in Total War," I think of just like. That's what people but said fundamentally, about the though, game. There's still a lot of melee combat in it. And then that, that I think is the core of Total War is a bunch of dudes getting into melee and fighting each other. That's that, that's every Total War game. And you wouldn't be able to do that for a Star Wars game is my point. Like you, magic you doesn't You absolutely change. could. Maybe. I, I just don't know if it would work very well. Magic I, mean, I think we've seen, people we've who said magic would work in Star Wars, crazy. we've seen swords in Star Wars, we've seen guns in Star Wars. Like, you have to do we've, seen axes, we've seen a lot of stuff. I I think it could be done. I think it would require a lot of every everything I think of like quintessential major Star Wars battles is always like fighters going around shit, attacking big capital ships, or if we're talking about ground troops, it's always a bunch of dudes with blasters shooting each other. It's really not a melee thing. Is that, that's all I'm thinking. I just don't know how you would capture that essence in Total War very well. I think they could do it. Maybe. They'd have to really change it up. Which maybe they could do. They would just have to fundamentally change how range is done in that system. I'd find it interesting. Look, they have the, um, a lot of the units in Warhammer 3, especially now, have like shock. They're like shock infantry with ranged weapons where they like charge in with ranged weapons and while they're choosing, doing their charging attack, like uh, they fire off or they like throw projectiles or they fire off like the blow dart guns for the, for the, the skink. Um, what are they? What the fuck? What are they? The chameleon skink troops. Mm -hmm. I think they could do the same with 40 K. I think they could do something like that where they have, where they charge well, in for 40 K. That would work great for 40 K. Like, like stormtroopers charge in with blasters and then switch to like, um, like the shock baton troopers from episode seven and stuff like that. Yeah, but again, it's just in main main Star Wars battles, I don't think you would see melee very much. 40k, that works great. 40k, that's exactly how it would work. Exactly how it should work in 40k. I I just don't see it working for Star Wars that way. Just my thought. I don't, I think I don't could, see I melee think being Star Wars-esque for big battles. I think they can make it work. The Clone Wars. Well, that's what I'm thinking of, though, because the clones, whatever. I'm just, just going to keep repeating myself. I'm just going to keep repeating myself. <coughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, the... I think that'd be cool, though. 
because uh, because we, we mentioned it earlier with games taking longer because I, I I looked this up with like uh like Red Dead 2 with Jake the, the other day but like to, to put in perspective like how, like what goes into making a triple A game for Red Dead 2 the script took about like a year and a half two years to do and then just recording the dialogue alone took 2200 days of recording like if like 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 like, like games now like if you like like your like standard like triple A game with like you know, amazing motion capture, like a hundred different voice actors, um, you know, quality graphics that are actually going to like stress like the latest like cards and stuff like that. Just take a lot of time. Um, I mean, th- there's been advances to like, uh, like, like just recently, there's a new technology that I saw with uh, uh, Ninja Theory where um, uh, the guys who made like, you know, I was th- th- this this was for Hellblade, but Ninja Theory famed DMC Devil May Cry developers. Um, they they with this program on their phone, they they filmed the lady who does the main character in Hellblade, like she did, like did her whole performance, and the phone captured like the motion capture data, fully rendered her model, and they had like a cutscene like of the performance done in like thirty minutes. Damn, was it? So then they could continue to upscale it from there. I assume I can't imagine everything was just done completely off their phones. Yeah, it's just like it's it's just like now with this 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 program and an actor can, like like you can you can just like capture the data um and like get like really a model great. that has that's been like the that has the like data like adapted to it. Obviously you need to, to further do stuff but that um helps the hmm. process. But Basic, like, 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 as as Jake mentioned, the standard development time is like what six years. Um, six years, yeah, and it's only going to go up as long as the standards are expectation of standards for games to like continue to go up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can you you like you don't have to do that, but like that's just like where where we are now, where it's like if we're we're expecting like bigger and better games, um, uh, every year, yeah, it's just going to go up, like expect- like triple a games to to be of the, that quality i mean people were mad that elden ring wasn't as graphically intense as demon souls remake like these like no, like Gabe Noel once said these things they take copies time. well yeah but that's because it was like the most hyped up game for like five years well, maybe, but it also still sold a million bajillion copies without needing to do all the crazy shit that they do for yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, there, the, there is a limit to like how much you should spend on a game based on like like what you're going to like like get returns on. Like for spoken Ring cost also of like took five years to make, by the way. Like uh, for spoken costs like like two hundred million dollars, and they like. Only made back like twenty five or something like that. There was a huge loss on fucking Forspoken. They literally shut down the studio immediately after the game came out because it made so little money that they were just like, yeah, no. Which game? I missed that. Forspoken. Forspoken. The Square Enix oh, yeah, game. No, Forspoken the, the, was a. Let me disaster. let me get this straight. I'm freaking gaming. It's Fortnite Tuesday, and now there's freaking Dragon Arenas. Yeah, this is epic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Forspoken was a disaster. <laughs> just, just think about that. Like, El- like Elden Ring was in development for five years, and 
isn't even close to the graphical fidelity of like Demon Souls, which mine was made by a, a different studio, but using all the architecture of from software games. Yeah, games also under the hood are just getting more complex too. It's not just like graphics. Mm-hmm. How long was Demon Souls in development for? Let's see. Bum 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 bum. Two years. But it was also only for PS5 and only ran for at 30 FPS until they patched it my, up. And it does not have ray tracing. My, my, no, my main... It, that's my point. I don't think it needs those things. Well, it was also my, a finished game before they started development because it's just the the all the code from the PS3 game put into a new engine. Yeah, that's true. My, 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 my main thing, though, is like going forward... Um, because obviously it's like to to me it's it like like the, the the devs can put as much money and effort into the into the product as as they as they see fit as long as what I'm getting is a good product. But my main issue is the new seventy dollar price tag because when I pay seventy dollars for something, I expect it to work. Looking at you, Jedi Survivor, I paid seventy dollars. When you pay seventy dollars for a game, I'm expecting you know. Like the the toppest qual like like the the best gaming has to offer, and graphically, gameplay, acting wise, Jedi Survivor gives me that. But I don't think seventy dollars seventy dollars. I expect the game to work on my PC. Like same thing with Redfall. Um, Redfall was an absolute disaster. Um, seventy dollars, a hundred dollars for the digital deluxe edition. It also runs like ass on PC. It runs like ass on Xbox. They had to cap it at 30 FPS because performance mode wasn't going to be ready by the time of release. And also, the game just doesn't function. <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you noticed that. Have you seen gameplay? The AI doesn't work. The story doesn't work. You get soft locked constantly. It literally just doesn't work. Yeah, and I I That's think we're gonna up. get to a re- uh, like a real problem for like me as a consumer where I'm like if you know I don't want to buy the seventy dollar game if it's not even gonna like work like obviously like when you pre order something you might have buyer's remorse whether or not you liked it or not but the game should at least work like when I buy like being a, like, being, being a Steam gamer I don't get buyer's remorse anymore because I just buy games and then I don't play them and then I'm like this is fine. I mean, you can also ref- <laughs> you can also refund your pre order on Steam if you didn't play the like like the two hour thing is still in play. Like if you pre order yeah, like a true. game and it and it doesn't work, um, and like and like obviously I mentioned with like Jedi Survivor where like it's not it's not like the game runs at like twenty FPS. Like 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 stu- stutters in the, in the open world areas aside, the game is very much playable, and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't be playing this on a seventy dollar game. Like people on, tw- I hate people on Twitter going. Well, what did you expect? It's a modern AAA experience. I expect things that I buy to work. If you buy, I expect it to be a modern AAA experience. It, it doesn't matter if it's like a graphics hard or it's a processor, or it's a mouse, or it's a keyboard. When you buy a product, the expectation should be that it works, especially if it costs you a ton of money. Imagine if you went to like McDonald's, right, and you bought it like you just were like, I want to make chicken. And you open the McChicken, and there's just like no—it's just breading. It's not even like yeah. the ch- the chicken fillet isn't in it. It's just the breading of the chicken inside a bun. And you go to the cash register, 
and you're like, hey, I don't want, I want a refund. And the, the guy behind you in line goes, well, what did you expect from a McChicken in 2023? Yeah, or like, like it doesn't even matter if it's a AAA game. It could be a double A game. It could be a five. It could be Turnip Boys commits tax fraud. I expect it to mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Like there's a uh, there's a studio um, like a like a double A studio. They made that a uh, recent Terminator game, Terminator Resistance, and they're making a robot a RoboCop game. I'm really excited for it. And obviously, it's a double yeah, A release. They, they made um, the Predator game, didn't they? Didn't they make Predator Hunting Grounds? I'm not sure if they did or not. Uh, but you know, it's probably so gonna be far? like forty dollars a release. And when that game comes out, I expect it to work. Like when I buy it, I expect it to work. And if you want to go, oh, well, there's a modern game. Well, it shouldn't be like that. Okay. When I buy a game, it should work. I shouldn't like half, like we shouldn't be at a point where we have to walk on eggshells with every huge release, especially like they delayed Jedi survivor by a month. <clears throat> Nobody plays. Something, something I'll add on here. Uh, I've played a game. The pretty, I'm on like the last two hours of it now in the post post game. It was called Ost Libre Revision, which is the JRPG I've been telling you guys about that's really fucking good. Uh, that game was developed over 15 years by one person. It was a Japanese developer. And that game, despite somehow transitioning over 15 years of software and hardware changes, runs better than any game I have ever seen in my entire life, any resolution I want, I can alt tab at any time and it's perfectly flawless. There's no functions in that game that break it in even the most slightest margin. And the thing is, I'm enjoying that game more than I've enjoyed so many other really, 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 really high budget RPGs. And it's just a nice, simple experience. I think the problem that the gaming industry has right now is it's just too much. It's just too much. They have to take a giant step back and ask themselves, do people buy the game for groundbreaking technology and groundbreaking graphics, or do they just want a good fucking game that they can play from beginning to end in one coherent, cohesive experience? And I think people just want that. Do you want to know something really funny? What? There is a large theory going around um, based on statements made by the developers of Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach that uh-huh. they they had to restart development of the game halfway through because MatPat predicted the entire story. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Joker origin story right there. Holy shit. <laughs> I, hate that. I I hope that's not true. It might be true. That's it's I believe it cuz that's really funny. And that's why oh, I believe it. Oh, Anyways, I hope that's not true. Is that your answer to my question, Matt? Sure. Why not? Is it is it a 4X Star Wars style game? Yes, 4X Star Wars style game. Just make it make it a, a very simple experience. If people like it, you can come back and make an expansion pack. That'll, that's, my, that's my thought right now. Just make a simpler game. If people really like it, come back, charge them like 20, 30 extra bucks for Ooh. another 20, 30 extra dollars worth of game. How would you feel Mine about, like, be... about a Phyraxis developed 
Star Wars XCOM style game. I mean, Phyraxis, I would also hand them off on the 4X front, but they, I, I think a Star Wars style like... So long as it's uh, not Paradox. Keep it the fuck away from Paradox. Like XCOM mm. squad based tactical RPG game. That'd be that'd be that cool. would be, I think, a great choice. That probably fits the best of anything we've said so far. Just like, um, I mean, it oh, harkens you- over to the Star Wars animated series, harkens over to Rebels, and harkens to Bad Batch. Yeah, you could do clone troopers or stormtroopers, and like the you know the 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 numbers, uh, you know, with the the XCOM like permadeath of your guys and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It would I it would, would really ha- it would really hammer home like how like expendable those forces were treated by their um, mm-hmm. commanders. I would make a a fucking. What's the studio? What's the studio behind Fallen Order and Survivor? Respawn. Titanfall Studio. Respawn. I would have Respawn spin off uh, the Jedi Survivor gameplay into a Force Unleashed game. Give me a canon Force Unleashed like reboot with like the gameplay of Jedi Survivor. Make it a little more character action-y. Mm-hmm. hmm that i think would work pretty well but i think we've chatted about star wars enough for the time being that was fun and i hope at least one of our ideas eventually comes to fruition so that we can say to disney you stole from us you scoundrels and then sue them like the santas is suing them i think that'd be great i think um, we should blow up florida i remember you okay? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying. I think we should blow up Florida. Okay, okay. I I, remember, I can't right, believe no. if it was like Star. Well, I can't. I I don't know if it was Star Wars or Marvel, but I remember I was joking for a while that they took one of my ideas that I had predicted something that Marvel or Star Wars was going to do, but now I, for the life of me, can't figure out what it's what, what it was. Hmm. Well, we'll have to come back to it some other time in the future, perhaps. They should remake Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe. They should make none of the movies canon. I would love if the sequel trilogy wasn't canon. That would be like a Christmas new, present to new, me. New, new timeline. Nothing gets carried okay. over. Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm going to be that guy. That if the guy? internet was to the level it was when the sequels came out, when the prequels came out, people would hate the prequels even more. Mm, I would say Rise of Skywalker was one of the worst movies ever made. The fact that people treat the prequels like they do do now is insane. Because if you go back to when the prequels were coming out, the fucking person who played Anakin in episode one was bullied so hard that he murdered his mother and was institutionalized because he was bullied so much it gave him a psychotic break. People fucking hated those movies. It's just that our generation grew up with them, and so we have a positive opinion of them. And so they're kind of being, like, historically revisioned into being universally loved. And I love those movies. But it's because I grew up with them. They're dog shit. The Phantom Menace fucking sucks, and Attack on the Clones is fucking terrible. Mm, They are, as movies, worse than any of, almost any of the sequel trilogy. The Rise of Skywalker fucking sucks. 
I don't know. Because the thing is, regardless of what the prequel trilogy did, it didn't destroy what was already there with Luke and Leia and Han. But, there was still a but, future but, but, and there was still an extended universe. They absolutely did for people. They yeah, made yeah, fucking that, Anakin Skywalker into a whiny little cuckold in the first yeah, movie people, and that's why they hated it so much. No, yeah, people I know complain people about might midichlorians and that it ruined the original trilogy. People complained, people complained about Anakin. About I know people complained about it, but another thing to think about there, these movies were released in what, what years were they released, roughly speaking? The 90s and early 2000s. I think 2000, 90, like 99 to 2007. 2005. 2000, That's yeah, around like that. the era where you have the people who were the earlier adopters of internet internet forums and things like that to spread around hateful ideas about movies. Yeah, like but that internet too. forums were tiny back then. Well, kind of tiny, kind of sort of. The thing is, a lot of hate can come from a vocal group that really really espouses a lot of hatred about one thing i've noticed this with trends yeah but every from... every single internet forum on the internet at that time if you add every single user on those forums together you would probably get like one tenth if that of the amount of like view power that youtube has in the modern day it's literally just youtube like, people can make a move, like a fucking, you know, six hour video on why The Rise of Skywalker sucks, why The Last Jedi sucks. And then it can go viral. And then the next thing you know, people, tens of millions of people who haven't even watched the video can be like, yeah, the Foes movies do suck. They suck dick. The prequels suck dick. Like, <laughs> objectively speaking, they suck. They're not good. I think. I think they would be more comparable to the sequel trilogy than you think they would. I don't think it would necessarily be a lot worse, if if any worse, than the sequel trilogy. Because I no, I'm not saying it would be worse. I'm saying it would be just as bad. People would hate them as like just as much, if not more, but probably just as much. Mm, I think there's some possibility of it. I still think there's objectively more value in the prequels than there is in the sequels because the sequels feel like they're collapsing the universe and the world building. Whereas the prequels, regardless of what we say about them, people did appreciate the vast new amounts of Star Wars world that there was to explore that was canon, even if they hated a lot of what oh, was done. Not really, because there was already I, I the mean, extended universe at that point. I, know, but I it mean, obviously, of bits of the extended universe. Yeah, but there was also a lot of things that the prequels changed that was um, established in the EU before. I think. Because obviously we have our own thoughts on like like the the prequels like now um, like like well we have our own thoughts on like the prequels and the sequels and obviously we 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 as fans appreciate them a lot more um, than the than the sequel trilogy but I think what Jake is trying to say is just the overall like 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 if the prequels were to come out now and comparing like the reactions like then. Like the reactions to them then compared to the sequel trilogy now, I would say they would probably be like comparable in terms of the the backlash that they got. Mm, maybe I don't know because it depends on which phase of the internet we're talking about when it came out in. Because the internet responds to many I'm different things. I'm talking about very... if they came out in the phase of the internet that it right is now. now. Well, yeah, now there's thousands of different gaggles of the internet that would have different responses. I mean, there's there'd be whole swaths of Twitter that would just adore the stupid little cutes imagine like a 
the way Tumblr looked at Supernatural, despite the fact that so much of Supernatural still sucked, there'd be a lot of people who actively would defend the prequels, I think, if you released them out of the blue today. Yeah. I think it's a very difficult statement to make. I think it, certainly they would not be universally liked, not even slightly, but I think it would be much harder to determine one way or the other with the prequels because the prequels were divisive in very extreme ways. Whereas the sequels, I think ironically became somewhat less d- divisive as time went on. Whereas the prequels became that more is not divisive. true. People still talk about the, the last Jedi to this day. Yeah, but they don't talk much about... Nobody really disagrees with the Rise of Skywalker being terrible. And for the most part, people don't disagree that Last Jedi destroyed a lot of what was put forward in The Force Awakens. They might like that it did that, and they might dislike that it did that, but people people can broadly agree about that. Whereas the prequel trilogy, I think, it created more divisive ideas as it went on. It was more difficult to agree with. Well, I, th- I think it introduced a lot of new ideas compared to where the sequel trilogy just sort of reduced ideas as time went on. I think that makes it hard to decide how I would think it would be received in the modern day. Anyways, I think we've, we've exhausted our, uh, our discussion there for now. Do you have anything else to add, Sergio? Um. Uh, oh, back to the back to the. Uh, I wanted to to mention this. Uh, that I I was thankful that this fan fiction used the Mandalorian language because you know what doesn't use the Mandalorian language? The show called The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. According to The Mandalorian, the only Mandalorian mm. word that exists is Beskar. They've refused after three seasons to use really any sort of, um, like mandalorian language whatsoever Including and like the I, mandalorians on mandalore in this in the arc where they go to mandalore and they meet mandalorians that are on mandalore which is weird because star wars is known for its alien languages like Huttese. you have entire characters who speak in you know uh you know this foreign made-up language and you can't do that for the mandos you can't even throw throw in like because I mean, not even like in the like the books that featured the Mandalorians. Obviously, they, there wasn't like because I don't think Mandalorian is a full enough made language for you to speak sentences of it. But they throw words in there. They'd have sayings and phrases. There's even a song, "Vote On," the theme song of um, Republic Commando, that I think is the only Star Wars track that's in Mandalorian. Which again, it's like the show The Mandalorian doesn't even have a a, a vocal track in it that's in Mandalorian like I'd like to see that like uh, they even remixed it for the old Republic they got the like original composer back and he did a new version of Vodan for like one of the expansions nice that's cool But that's all I wanted to say. Uh, for those of you who uh, want to check out this fanfiction, it is The Mandalorian Menace by uh, Courtesy Treflin. Uh, her and her sister do a lot of Star Wars fanfics. And uh, if you do read this fanfic, there is a link to their Tumblr, their YouTube, uh, as well as their Discord server uh, if you want to join their little Star Wars fanfic community. Um, and that is all we have for you now. I love you. 
And also, the link will be in the description. Points at camera. Oh, yup.